Welcome to this podcast, The Road to Wellbeing. My name is Dr. Marjorie Kinney. Each episode, I'll be giving you simple exercises, activities, or tips that can help you take one step after the other on your own road to lasting mental strength and well-being. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey. So I just want to start out today by recapping a little bit about what we've been talking about in the last couple of weeks or days or however you've been joining us. And the the premise that we're starting on and building our, our practice of meditation on is we meditate so that we are responding and not reacting. Reacting is thinking, behaving, talking without having, you know, reflected on it first. And one of the main first steps is meditating to come back into now, like right now, and then right now. And most of us are living in the future and planning and thinking and then what am I going to do this? And how am I going to do that? And da, 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 which can lead to some pretty intense anxiety. Or a lot of people live in the past with regrets. And that can lead to depression. And when we live now, so that's, we're coming back to that term mindfulness of really being aware of what you're experiencing now. You're tuning down that, the radio reporter in your head, all the the thoughts that are happening and happening and happening. And once you can tune that down, slow it down enough to realize, okay, I'm actually having this thought. And then we've talked about this and you can reflect upon it. Is this a thought that is true? Is this a thought that is healthy for me or is it harming me? And then you can go about the process of changing it. And in psychology, we talk about the, the triad of thought, so cognition, and emotion, and behavior. And depending on what school of therapy you practice or, you know, your own experiences, you can help someone by changing one of these. So there's behavioral therapy, there's cognitive therapy, there's behavioral cognitive therapy, where you'd be focusing on the thoughts and behaviors. Thoughts we can change. You can pull a break on your thoughts and say, okay, I don't want to feel this way. What's a good affirmation or a sentence of how to change it? And the thing that's really important about this is all these three things, the thoughts, the emotions, and the behavior, are interconnected. And If you learn, we're going to stick with changing thoughts, you can change your behavior too, and it'll affect the other threes, the other three. If you learn to temper your thoughts, then the one thing that we really can't change, our emotions, can become much, much less paralyzing when, when they're not doing us well. So let me give you a concrete example. This past week, I was having a really stressful week, and at some point, and I'm not exactly sure when it happened, I think you guys know what I'm talking about, 
I was getting so anxious and my thoughts were feeding that feeling, that emotion of anxiety. So my thoughts were supporting it. Oh, this is too much. Uh, You're just not going to make it. How can you handle all this stuff at one time? And then my anxiety got worse. And then the thoughts became more negative. And it was this vicious cycle, right? And that's really, really common. So once I got to the point where I was obviously treating myself, healing myself by doing meditation, and I could recognize, oh, these thoughts really aren't helpful. And actually, they're not even true, right? Um, Yeah, it was a really, really tough week, but there was absolutely no indication (laughs) that I wasn't going to be able to manage it just fine, except for these misguiding thoughts. And in that moment, when I could step back, stop the thoughts, change the thoughts, my emotions also changed to a calmer place, right? It was more like, well... Okay, it's going to be a tough week. What can I do to make sure I'm getting enough sleep, eating healthy foods, that kind of thing, to make it easier to manage? And by changing my thoughts, I changed my emotions. Thoughts we can change. Emotions, we sometimes have to... Just let them come and then let them go. And what I mean by that is it's impossible to stop an emotion. Emotions are very fast-acting things. In fact, if we just sit with them, just do nothing, just observe from a neutral point of view. I'm curious. I wonder what's happening. Ah, I'm feeling Whatever, stress, anxiety, depression, sadness, maybe it's happiness, maybe it's joy, maybe, you know, any of them. Emotions don't last for longer than about a minute and a half. As long as you're not feeding them with your thoughts. If you can get to that place of, and on top of, Slowing down your thoughts. This is another key element of meditation. Of just letting things be without judging them. If you can become comfortable enough with your own emotions, especially, obviously, the negative ones, to just ride them out for a minute or two without holding on to them, without owning them, about feeding them with negative thoughts. Your emotions don't have to become this unbearable, debilitating, ruling thing over you. And this is something that can take a bit of practice, because who wants to sit with sadness, right? Who's who? You know, wants to say, oh, I'm feeling really sad. I'm just going to, like, really feel the sadness for two minutes. (laughs) But the, the key is, the trick is, it's okay to be sad sometimes. And it's okay to be anxious sometimes. And 
what makes it more difficult is that when we think it's unbearable, when we tell ourselves, right, the thoughts. I think our society has a very unusual way of of dealing with emotions, right? Generally, <laughs> we don't like to see too much of anything. Like, slightly on the happy side is good, but ecstatic makes people uncomfortable. Mourning deep, deep sadness makes people extremely uncomfortable to witness and see in other people. Talk about, I used to do um, parenting classes for uh, new mothers. And I talk a lot about, you know, babies always cry for a reason. Babies are never manipulating us with their crying. And it's always, it's a, it's a, I need something. That's why babies cry. They need something. But the same thing is true for older children, you know, toddlers and kindergarten age kids. Where I see a lot of parents saying, Shh, stop crying, stop crying, stop crying, which is negating someone's sadness, right? You're saying you're not allowed to be sad. You're not allowed to feel that way. And that's really demeaning. So if you think about replacing that three-year-old with your best friend who's going through a tough time, and you, I can imagine that you would never tell your friend, hey, it's not such a big deal, stop crying. Because the message you'd be sending there is, um, you know, your your sadness is is not a valid feeling or you shouldn't be feeling it. And we can see things on the other side of the spectrum too, right? When little kids get really excited or <laughs> school-age kids, and we tell them to pipe down or calm down. or And that's also sending the same message that your feelings aren't, they're not good things, right? If, if you're really, really happy and excited about something, and someone's like, yeah, don't be so happy. <laughs> pipe down. And instead of trying to change someone else's emotions or your own, and instead of judging them as good or bad, in meditation, the goal is just to observe, just to experience without trying to change it, without holding on to it. And what I've learned myself is when I really can calm down the thoughts and let the emotions be, I often can figure out what's really going on. So a lot of times feelings like anger, I think especially anger, is an umbrella term for those finer, more complicated emotions. And once you can figure them out, it's usually the, these really deep-seated ones, kind of the inner child ones, it's so much easier to deal with them. So I'll give you another example from my life, Corona, <laughs> and um, I had a small trip planned with my father in the spring, and we had to cancel it because of Corona, and we had rescheduled at that time for a small weekend trip in October, and 
we had to cancel it. And the same day we decided we had to cancel our trip, this 12-day silent retreat that I had coming up was also canceled. And I was just enraged is too strong of a word, but I was just angry and annoyed and frustrated and just, ugh. And generally, that's not the way I feel about these kinds of things. Usually I'm just kind of like, well, not a big deal. And when I came to a calmer spot, a calmer space, I could really just let the emotions happen without, again, I didn't have to hold on to them. I didn't have to let them sit deep in my body. I just, like waves, let them come and let them go. I realized what I was really struggling with was jealousy. And that I really felt like at that moment, everyone around me had gone on vacation this summer. So in Germany, we're not having the same kind of lockdown situation as in America or Corona's uh, treated a little differently here. And I was just really jealous that seemed to me everyone had gone on these lovely summer vacations gone here, gone there, and I hadn't. And it was just jealousy, and this. then I could laugh and really see the small child for what it was, that my very inner small child me was like, I want something, and I'm not going to get it, and I want to have it, and now I'm going to throw this temper tantrum. And then I could laugh. And, you know, what a first-world problem to have your... Your vacation's canceled. Not not a big deal. And then it was over. And I could move on with the rest of my day. So emotions come, and then you can let them go. Some might be easier, some might be harder. And sometimes it's just okay to say I'm feeling this way. It is truly okay to say I'm sad today. And you don't have to let it rule your day. You don't have to lash out at people or be upset with yourself. You can be very, very gentle with yourself too. Say, hey, it's okay to be sad sometimes. It's okay to be upset. It's okay. It doesn't have to take over all of you, but it is okay. So I'm going to switch things up a little bit this week. And I am not going to give you a guided meditation. You know how they start, right? You close your your eyes, take deep breaths. Use your breath as your anchor. If your thoughts start to wander. Give yourself five minutes, gently guiding your thoughts back to your breath each time. And if it feels right for you today, do an exercise where you bring something to mind that's uncomfortable for you right now. Sitting, not sitting quite quite right, you know what I mean? And just let it be there. Don't don't take anything really dramatic, right? This is this is a an exercise. You're not doing self-therapy, so don't take any really intense emotions or something that's quite horrible, but somewhere in the middle. 
and just let the thought be there for a second, or more, more than a second. Don't, don't try and change it or judge it. Don't make it anything good or bad, and also don't latch on to it. Just let it sit there in the room. An interesting addition to this exercise, if you want, is to give this feeling an object. Make it into a thing. It can be anything you want. And then really inspect it in your inner mind. Pick the object up. You can look at it. You can put it down. You can make it bigger. You can make it smaller, brighter, duller. Just look at it with curiosity, this emotion. And then put it down again and walk away in your mind. Let's see what happens. See what, what evolves. Maybe after doing this, you'll notice that what you thought was so horrible or so bad or unbearable really isn't that bad after all. Just letting things be as they are. Give it a try. I'd really be interested if what experiences you have. Yeah, write me. Let me know how it went. And I wish you all the best for this week. Be well. <laughs>